0: You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from Newstalk ZB. Big issue with lots of layers. Let's bring in one of the very best rugby league referees of all time. The best in the world, actually, during his extremely long tenure at the top of the game. Also, former head of the NRL referees, Bill Harrigan. Bill, thanks for joining us across New Zealand. What is your reaction when you hear claims of cheating, or unconscious bias by referees against the Warriors in the NRL?
1: I'm not happy with it at all. Um, Referees, no matter what sport, they always go out there to do their best because they enjoy the game and they're part of the game. And to label anybody biased or cheat, you want to be dead set, 100% certain of your allegation. And if not, look out. Um, One, it's detrimental to the game, but two, you could find yourself in court on a defamation
0: what then do you make of, of claims like this? They're obviously born out of frustration, Bill. They're born out of a, out of a, a perception amongst the, the Warriors fan base that the rub of the green doesn't go against them more often than it does go against them. What, what's your reaction to things like that?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, whoever made the comment is probably said it out of frustration without even thinking about it and not thinking about what the repercussions of that comment has on a person, their integrity, and the integrity of other referees and officials, for a starter. Um, But you've got to look at things... You can't just look at things overall and just make a blanket, throwaway line like that. If you think that you're getting the rub of the green the wrong way and everything, there's processes how you can go about it, uh, especially from a club point of view. If you look at the game, you look at what penalties were given, what penalties could have been given or should have been given... There is many things to break down something without just making a flippant comment about a person's integrity that they're a cheat or cheating or you blanket a number of people biased or cheating towards a particular club. That's just unfounded and would not happen in sport. They would be found out so quickly it would not happen.
0: Yeah, I think uh, everybody accepts that the, the, the word cheating was was certainly bang out of order. But I'd, I'd quite like to drill down into to what unconscious bias actually means. Uh, I call you here a lot, Bill, is that big teams and big players get the rub of the green. Uh, when you as a referee were, and when referees are, adjudicating on-field decisions, does the team or the player they're judging ever come into their thinking?
1: Not in mind. Absolutely not. Um You are so reactive, and I've got to talk from my own personal experience because I can't speak for um, other people and what they may or may not do, but for me, it was totally reactive that you would be on the field running around through that game and you would see something and you would react to it, whether it be a little knock-on, a forward pass, a high tackle, whatever it may be, scoring of a try. You would see it, you would react to it, and you would make a decision on that without even taking into consideration who had the ball, what team had the ball, what player had the ball, um, it just doesn't come into it. I'm just sort of flabbergasted to even think that that would come into where you might say, um, oh, Joe Bloggs has got the ball and he's running there and I'm going to give him some leniency or a little bit of leeway or so-and-so made that high shot, I'm not going to take action where I would with somebody else. Never. It is, you see it, you react, you make your decision, And then you normally, then you might go, oh, geez, that was Gordon Tallis. Wouldn't have had a clue at the time. I made the decision. Why do you think
0: then fan bases believe that this is a thing?
1: Um, Well, I I don't know. It's a great question for other people to say why they think it is. And then can they um, put it down and say, Right, case by case, play by play, look at that one, look at that one, look at that one. Why didn't we get that? Why didn't we get this? It may not be. It may be a perception that has exacerbated uh, over a period of time by a couple of decisions where people think they should have gone our way. Um, I don't know. Good question for them.
0: Uh, Another phrase I've heard today is consistent inconsistency. Uh, Is that a valid claim in any way?
1: Well, that would be, again, somebody saying that the referees are inconsistent at the moment, but they're consistently being inconsistent. Well, again, that comes down to a person or person's opinion. Again, without facts, without showing why they believe that. And because, you know, some people might make a flippant comment and say something believing it. But then when you drill down into it, you go, well, show me. And then when they try to show you what they're talking about, they can't. It's not there. The examples aren't there. So... Um, There's always going to be mistakes, and we know that. And we saw one just last weekend with the Dolphins-Raiders game. Um, They're unfortunate. Sometimes it costs a referee's position because he's made a mistake which impacts on that game or the the, uh, result of that game, like that one especially where there's only seconds to go. That sort of thing can end up having a referee uh, sacked Um, or or not, depending on what the... um, What the overall consensus is the referee's performance over the whole 80 minutes, but it certainly can. And we have to accept that in the game. We have to accept that in sport with a human element. There is always going to be mistakes, and they get it wrong sometimes. But to label somebody that they're going out there and being inconsistent towards a particular team on purpose or intentionally, or that they are biased or cheating, absolutely not.
0: You talked before, Bill, about the proper channels to go through. So so are the Warriors, or or any club, within their rights to ask for explanations of referees' decision-making processes?
1: Absolutely. And that, I'm sure, it was when I was in charge, and I'm sure it is still there as an avenue, that any coach or his coaching staff can put together a video of different particular things that happened in the game, take that to the referee's boss and say... Can I please get explanations on these decisions? And then can we meet and talk about things? Can we nut some stuff out? We have a concern. Can we address that concern? And I had that. I had some coaches come to me and do exactly that. But we did it behind closed doors. And then, yep, later on, there might be the media coming and and say, hey, well, you met with, um, let's just say, Wayne Bennett. You met with Wayne Bennett. How'd it go? And you turn around and say, yes, we had a, we had a meeting. He had some concerns. We addressed each one. Um, He's walked away. He may not be 100% happy with some of my answers, but that's the way it is. Um, And sometimes we will agree to disagree. Other times we agree. Beautiful, he's happy with it, and we move on. And you get on with it. That avenue was always there when I was there, and I'm pretty sure it's still open to any coaches in that now, rather than flippant comments at a press conference or in the media.
0: Yeah, and look, there hasn't been any from the club. This is this is um, you know obviously from a well. It's it it's been exacerbated because it's the the CEO of the front of shirt sponsor for the Warriors. He speaks. He says uh-huh. as, a, as a passionate fan, but but perhaps, and I'm sure you'll agree, people in positions like that need to be a little bit more careful with the words they use.
1: Well, they certainly do, Jason. And you know, I can only go back into back oh, like in about 1998, 99. Very prominent figure, Alan Jones on the radio, very powerful man in Sydney, labelled me biased towards Super League teams, over ARL teams, and he found himself in court in 2001 because I will not have anyone call me um, biased or a cheat and question my integrity. And so I took him to court and uh, fortunately won it, and it was never about the money or anything. It was about protecting my integrity.
0: Yeah, and no, I wasn't fortunate that you won it. <laughs> you won it. You won it. It was the yeah. it was the right decision. When you refereed the was war- the right
1: decision, but where yeah. I say fortunate, because, you know, it's something like that, when you take on something like that, it can have a devastating effect on your life and your livelihood financially, um, as far as if you were to lose and you've got to pay all the court costs and all the rest of it. But again, I went into that knowing that, hey, you question my integrity, you publicly... Uh, inferred that I was a cheat by calling me biased, and that is not going to happen. I'm taking you on.
0: When yep. you, yeah, when you used to referee the Warriors, did you ever receive accusations of uh, uh, bias, favouritism, whatever it was? Did anyone ever say that to you specifically about the Warriors? Because you're probably, you know, you'll probably know fans over this side of the ditch think we're a bit hard done by sometimes by you know by referees, not just in rugby league. Yeah,
1: no, I've never had that. Never had that from any Warriors supporters or anything to do with the Warriors or any of that. Never. It never didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I've had it when I've refereed test matches with Great Britain, and Great Britain thought that they were hard done by by me because I was an Aussie referee and that sort of thing. But as I said to them, never. That doesn't happen. I referee the game the way it unfolds in front of me, and I react to what I see straight away. Don't even think about it.
0: All right. And, and just to finish, I mean, talking to the Warriors fan base over here, what is your message to them when they believe their teams being being a bit hard done by, by the officiating?
1: Um, I, I, all I can say is it, it's not happening. Um, and if it did happen, that referee or referees would be found out so quick and they wouldn't have a job. It's not happening. It's 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 a perception. I know people aren't going to like that and say, you've got no idea what you're talking about, Harrigan. But when you really drill down into it, game by game, play by play, I'd say that um, they're not hard done by.
0: Do you reckon the overall standard of officiating, including the bunker, is pretty good at the moment?
1: I've got some concerns about the bunker and its input into the game and how much it's used, and I always have had that. I feel that refereeing is a confidence thing, and confidence breeds confidence. And if you've got confident referees running around getting themselves into the position, making the calls, you're going to find that the game will flow. And I just don't like that... Well, for instance, players now know the system... So if they feel a bump on the cheek or they feel a um, bit of pressure on the calf muscle, they are staying down because they know the system. So they stay down, they give the bunker time to have a look and then hopefully they get the penalty. I, I hate seeing that in our game. I really don't like it.
0: Is there any way around that? It's just a, That's just a player thing, isn't it? Is it just a, how do you stop that?
1: The only way to stop it is to turn around and say we're going with what the referee sees on the field and if there is something that he's missed, and it's pulled up later on, then that will go to the match review committee and the match review committee can deal with it. Unless you see the bloke that's absolutely pole in the head with a, a head-eye tackle and he's on the deck and you know that he's gone. Compared to the player that you see, gets the knock, lays on the ground, starts to get up, slows down, falls back down again, holds his head and he's sort of waiting and waiting and waiting for the referee to either stop it and allow the bunker to have a look when he knows he could get straight back up, yeah, he caught the whack on the chin. And if it's deemed necessary to cite that player, match review committee can get it later.
0: Always love chatting to you, Bill. You always bring so much insight, analysis and expertise. Thanks for joining us across New Zealand. I know our listeners will have a lot to uh, lot to say in response, so thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Jason. Bye, mate. Bye, mate. That is Bill Harrigan. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.